Hey guys, this is Johanna Kappen, your host for the Presence Collective Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in today. You may be in your car, running an errand, working out at the gym or folding laundry, whatever it is that you're doing. I'm just so happy that you are a part of this adventure and it has been a one year adventure so far for me in the podcasting world because I started April 8th. 2020. And um, I have been having so much fun in just releasing what God has been putting on my heart and inviting my incredible friends and guests to share what uh, the Lord has been speaking to them about. So I hope this has been encouraging and stirring your faith. And on today's episode, in season one, episode seven, I'm going to be sharing a live stream talk that I did a few months ago, and it's titled, What Our Position Is as Believers in This Hour. So stay tuned. I pray that you're encouraged, challenged, and strengthened in your walk with the Lord. And be sure to subscribe. Something that I feel the Lord is testing 
and weighing in the hearts of men. Um, 2 Corinthians 5, 9, it says, when I say, turn that, turn really quick to 2 Corinthians 5, 9. It says, therefore, we also have as our ambition, whether at home or absent, to be pleasing to him. And then verse 10, for we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, so that each one may be recompensed or rewarded, okay, for his deeds or his actions, his choices in the body, according to what he has done, whether good or bad. And I know some people don't really want to uh, read these scriptures or even share or preach or teach about these passages, uh, these scripture verses. You know, oftentimes we want to hear the popular um, ear tickling message of Jesus is love, God is love. And of course, I, you know, those who know me know that I love love. I love celebrating love. And God is all about love. And he gave us that desire to love and to celebrate love but god is also he's a merciful god but he's also a god of justice he's a god who weighs the hearts of men and he's given us in christ um the the life of christ the ability to do life here on this earth not just in our own strength he doesn't want to just weigh our hearts and be like well here you go you know, try to do life uh, on your own and try to live up to my standard. I know you can't, but, you know, just try. And then, uh, you know, on the final judgment seat uh, of Christ, um, when you appear before me, I'm going to weigh everyone's hearts and see how you did. No, he gave us Jesus. He gave us life and um, the ability to do life in Christ supernaturally through his grace by faith he's given us the ability to do life so we are not doing this in our own strength and striving to be perfect striving to make good choices and do actions that line up with heaven and line up with the lord we're not just doing that in our own strength he's given us the ability to trust in our savior to trust in him who can do all things and so we rely and depend on him and he gives us the ability to live righteously and to uh, make choices that line up with righteousness. So when we do stand before him, we can have confidence. And even Paul says that this is our ambition, whether at home or absent, to be pleasing to him. We can confidently please him because we rely on Jesus. And the other scripture verse that I wanted to say really quick, um, is Proverbs 21, 2. Um, okay, Proverbs 21, 2. It says, Every man's way is right in his own eyes, but the Lord weighs the hearts. So again, we see here in Scripture that, you know, many times we think, well, this is what I feel I need to do in this matter. This is how I need to act. And this is these are the opinions that I'm going to align myself with. And it may seem right in our own eyes, but the Lord weighs our heart and he gives us his Holy Spirit of wisdom and the Holy Spirit of truth to know, you know, what is um, pleasing to him as we read in 2 Corinthians 5, 9. 
And then one other scripture verse that I wanted to read is Luke 21, 36. Luke 21, 36. Um, it says, but keep on the alert at all times, praying that you may have strength to escape all these things that are about to take place and to stand before the Son of Man. So again, we're standing before him at the judgment seat of Christ. We're appearing before him in 2 Corinthians 5, 9, and also in Luke 21, 36. This is the Bible, guys. This is what the Bible says. No matter what is happening in our world, in our nation, we have to give account to the Lord in how we chose to operate during times of difficulty and adversity and times where we need to walk in courage and faith. And um, the Lord is also testing and weighing our hearts to see if we are trustworthy, to see if we can steward the coming revival, to steward the coming harvest that is about to happen, the great awakening that is about to happen. If we can walk with him and not compromise, and not give in to fear and doubt and the popular opinions of the world in this hour, then he will see that we are trustworthy and, and are good stewards. Um, and even how we are towards one another, in our families, in, in our hearts, are we carrying offense? Are we carrying bitterness? Are we carrying, you know, um, shame or condemnation? Whatever it is, we get to pour that out before the Lord, address it with Him, and um, you know, take care of those matters of the heart in this time. Do it. I encourage you and I urge you to do that today. Don't delay, you know, um, taking care of things in your heart. Your heart is so important to the Lord, and He loves you. He cares about you. It's not about just this great revival that's coming and us just being, uh, you know, performing Christianity. He wants us to walk in right relationship with him and have a heart that is free of offense, where we have nothing in common with the enemy. That's what the word says, that Jesus had nothing in common with the enemy. And in the same way, the Lord wants us to walk in such a manner, in, in how we think, in how we act, in how we choose in this day and hour, are we choosing to align up with righteousness and life and uh, freedom? Or are we going to choose um, bondage and strife and division and, um, you know, death and, 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 and fear? So um, I'm going to jump to Luke 21, 36. So I read that in one translation. I want to read it in this other translation. Uh, where is it? Where is it? Luke 2130. Oh, Luke 21:36. It says, "Pray always that you may be accounted worthy to escape." And I thought about the word accounted. You know, it's a mathematical accounting term. And um, accounting, you know, the definition of accounting means the action or process of keeping accounts. And that's what I believe the Lord is doing right now. I mean, of course, God is multifaceted, multidimensional. He's doing a lot in this hour. But biblically, what I read and what I sense in my heart, um, and this is not to fear or, or to scare anyone, but I want to speak the truth and I will not compromise on the truth. And what I believe the word is clearly laying out for us as believers. And it will be, um, you know, it, it, I would not, uh, it would be a disservice to the Lord 
if I didn't speak God's word in this very critical hour and time that we're living in. And even if it's one voice, you know, I may just be able to reach out one person or three people, but it doesn't matter. I want to be obedient to what the Lord has spoken in my heart today and in the last several months. Um, so Luke 21, 36, keep on the alert at all times, whether, you know, good things are happening in our world or adversity and times of trial, we stay on the alert, not from a place of fear, but from a place of uh, victory, from a place of, of, of triumph, knowing that the Lord, you know, when Jesus died on the cross, the greatest three words that were ever spoken ever in the history of of humanity was you know when Jesus said it is finished so we fight from a place of the battle is already won Jesus has already won the battle and he's given us the keys to declare decree and prophesy from that place of authority and victory but in this hour he is um, taking an account he is you know like the word accounting means the action or process of keeping accounts you know, he's um, not from a place of just wanting to hammer us from heaven and say, well, there you go. You know, you didn't do it right. No, he is with us in this. He is giving us his spirit. He's given, already given us the spirit of wisdom and revelation, which is my next point. Um, we don't have to be in fear. We don't have to walk with anxiety and, and trouble and weighing in our hearts because we know the one who has already won the battles. And, um, you know, when we have, we have God, we have Jesus, we have the Holy Spirit, we have two thirds of the angels on our side. So what do we have to cry about? What, why would we have to uh, wring our hands and pace back and forth, wondering how this world is gonna end? And is it the end of the world? And is, are we in the end times? And, you know, what's gonna happen to the future of America? Um, you know, those questions might come, but we don't have to, you know, approach those questions from a place of fear. We can walk in complete peace and confidence and faith, unmoved, you know, not unmoved from a place of um, we're, we're dismissing what's happening and we're not, uh, we're not touched, not from that kind of place or numb. You know, it's, it's not that I'm saying, let's be unmoved from a place of being, just being numb. No, we, we are touched by what is happening and, and impacting uh, the people around us and even our own hearts at times, you know, we have to be honest about that. But, you know, at the end of the day, we don't have to be shaken. We don't have to be moved, you know, to and fro by, you know, different uh, opinions and news and events that take place and, and are spiraling out of control. Uh, or seem to be spiraling out of control in our society, in our culture, in our nation. We don't have to be moved and tossed to and fro because of what we see happening in the natural. We can hold on to the internal reality, which is Christ in me is the hope of glory. And so um, I just wanna, uh, let's see here. So what is our position? So no fear, right? Because we have the victorious one living inside of us. So what is our position as believers in this hour? So number one, I just laid out, you know, uh, that the Lord is taking accounts and testing and weighing the hearts, uh, all of our hearts, right? So make sure you repent, you ask the Lord for grace, you, you look to him, you depend on him, 
and and depend on the Lord for his courage, his faith, his ability to discern between um, truth and lies and good and evil and righteousness and wickedness and lawlessness, okay? So depend on him and let him feed you through his word and stand strong in this hour so that we can be counted worthy um, as Luke 21, 36 says. And then Matthew 6, 9 through 13, as I've been asking the Lord, um, Lord, what should my prayer be in this hour? What should I pray? What should I be meditating on? And where should I rest my heart in this hour? And the only thing that has been coming to me repeatedly and has been confirmed to me uh, numerous times throughout the day um, as I've been praying and seeking the Lord is praying the Lord's Prayer, Matthew 6, 9 through 13. And you guys are very familiar with that. But the line that keeps coming to me is, Thy kingdom come, thy will be done here on earth as it is in heaven. Did I say Matthew? Yeah, Matthew 6, 9 through 13. Yes. And so the very last verse, uh, or uh, Matthew 6, 13. Um, Yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. And to just declare God's kingdom, God's power, God's glory to be realized and manifested here on earth, in our families, in our homes. Declare it, decree it. Uh, you know, put your hand um, on, on your son's picture or your daughter's picture uh, if they're not living in your home. Um, or maybe write down their names, your family members' names uh, in, in your journal and just declare, God, I thank you that your kingdom, your power, your glory will be manifested in my son's life, in my daughter's life, in my home, in my community, and then move on to your to uh, your state and national level, to globally, may we see thy kingdom come. And that is a beautiful, powerful prayer as the Lord taught his disciples to pray. So that is where we can keep our hearts. Matthew 6, 9 through 13. And then um, two more scriptures really quick is um, another prayer that we can be praying in this hour. So what is our position as believers? We, we fight from a position of, um, and fight meaning like in prayer, right? Um, from a place we fight in prayer, from a place of victory, from a place of peace, and from a place of authority, knowing that um, Christ is in us. And we pray the apostolic prayer that Paul wrote, inspired by the Holy Spirit, he wrote in Ephesians 1, 17 through 19 that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you and me a spirit of wisdom and of revelation in the knowledge of him, in the knowledge of Christ. And I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened so that you will know what is the hope of his calling, what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints, and what is the surpassing greatness of his power toward us who believe. So I believe, and that is a mouthful, but you just pray pray that. Sometimes we don't even have to like fully understand in our mind, Lord, what am I even praying? No, let your spirit pray in line with what the Holy Spirit inspired Paul to write. This is a powerful, powerful prayer. I have prayed this prayer, um, you know, in numerous occasions, and I try to do it every day. Um, but when I've prayed this prayer, God has shifted things in my life. And this is not just some cute little Christian formula. 
But I'm just saying that there's power in the word of God and there's power in this new covenant reality and revelation that Paul wrote about after Jesus died, post cross, like right after the cross, you know, the, the teachings, the revelation that God uh, revealed to Paul, you know, once a terrorist to the early church and to the Christians and yet God transformed his life. And he started revealing or he started writing these powerful revelatory truths that we can also step into. And we have the privilege uh, privilege of praying this prayer. And it's so, so meaty, so rich. And don't, you know, be like, well, I'm not like this person and that person. And I'm not, I don't know everything about the Bible like this person. Don't worry about that. Matthew 6, 9 through 13. Ephesians 1, 17 through 19. And then... John 16, 13. These are the truths that I anchor my heart to almost every day. And this is how God has led me and directed the course of my life. And I've seen him bless and bring fruit, you know, an abundance and a harvest in my walk with him. And even in the events and the, and, and the um, relational uh, situations you know I have seen him you know do mighty things and not you know I'm not saying that everything is where I want it to be I'm not saying that everything is perfect but I have this uh, confidence and faith and and settled peace in the Lord because when I pray the Word of God I know that it's him uh, descending into my life it's his truth his reality becoming you know, a, 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 a reality in my own heart and in from the heart overflows into the events and situations, the real life nitty gritty Monday through Sunday stuff that I see being shifted and impacted because of the word of God um, that is being released and prophesied and decreed. And so John 16, 13, it says, this is like my life verse, you know, people that know me well know that I hang everything on this verse. <laughs> so it says, Jesus is saying this to his disciples, but when he, the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all the truth for he will not speak on his own initiative, but whatever he hears, he will speak and he will disclose to you what is to come. And um, so what is he hearing? Is he just hearing uh, world, you know, the trend of world events. Is he just hearing things that are happening on social media? And is that what he's saying? No, he is hearing from heaven. He meaning the Holy Spirit. Jesus is talking about the Holy Spirit, right? He's saying when he, the spirit of truth comes, and this was before, you know, he went to the cross. And because this was before he went to the cross, he's talking about what is about to happen. But us, the believers who were living on the other side of the cross, on the other side of Jesus already, you know, dying and buried, being buried and he's resurrected and has ascended. He has ascended to uh, the right hand of the father. We are on the other side of the cross, right? And so the spirit has already come. When we are believers in Christ, we have the hope of salvation. By faith, we have received Jesus into our hearts. And so what we 
have the privilege of knowing and experiencing is fellowship with the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is really the person of Christ in real life, in, in, in our reality, in our worldly reality here in 2021. The person, the essence of Jesus is here in this world, in our earth, in the form of the Holy Spirit. So, hey guys, I hope that that was a blessing and an encouragement to you. I am going to have to split this live stream into two episodes. So that is episode seven, and we will continue with the remaining half of that live stream that I shared a few months ago. What is our position as believers in this hour? So make sure you tune in for the second half of that live stream because I really want to keep this down to about 25 minutes, you know, the episodes to be about 25 minutes each. So um, I hope you tune in for the second half of that live stream and I will post it within a few weeks. But till then, I pray that that word that I shared with you encourages you and challenges you to get into the word of God, which is our foundation in the times that we live in. It has always been the foundation for humanity. And anytime that we uh, go off of that foundation, whether it's in our schools, our educational system, our government, our families, our marriages, um, it's going against God's order and how he had designed and specifically um, created things to function well. And so, you know, that doesn't mean that we have to memorize the entire Bible in order to be able to live this Christian walk. That's not what I'm saying. It's not about legalism. It's about being led by the Spirit, but choosing God's ways and God's heart, His Word, above the noise, above our own voice and what we may uh, dictate as being the right way to live. Um, it's choosing His way, His opinion, so I hope that encourages you. So um, I would love to hear from you. Please leave a comment, uh, review the podcast, and share it with your friends. Till next time, I'll see. You, I'll talk to you soon. Bye bye. What our position is as believers in this hour, part two. Thanks for tuning in to the Presence Collective podcast. And so when we say, Holy Spirit, come, Holy Spirit of truth, lead me. I prayed that this morning. Holy Spirit of truth, guide me into all truth. And as you pray that prayer, the Lord will begin to uh, remove the scales off of our eyes of any lies, any pattern of unbelief and lies that we have subscribed to. Anything that has kept us bound in fear and doubt. As we pray this powerful prayer of truth, you know, we pull down on the realities of heaven and make them um, a reality in our life. So I know I said a mouthful, but this was really on my heart, guys. So I just wanted to share that really quick. So what is our position as believers in this hour? No matter what country, wherever you live, I really believe the Lord is using um, all the different things that we have been witnessing 
even in this last year in 2020, it, you know, globally we have been impacted um, as as a world, you know, it, through the virus, through um, turmoil, to through turbulent events. And I believe as believers, you know, we need to be aware that Jesus is weighing our hearts. And I don't say that, like I said earlier, I don't say that to scare anyone or to condemn anyone, but I want to speak the truth so that we can sit up and be like, okay, Lord, you know, what do you want me to do? What changes do I need to make in my thinking, in my mindsets, in uh, forgiving people? Where do I need to walk in line with the values of heaven, in line with the biblical um, truths that I see in the word? You can't, you know, separate, you know, or just dismiss the Bible and just go with what is the popular opinion of the world today. We have to go with what the word says, even no matter how popular or, or unpopular it might be, we have to go with what the word says. And like that, you know, song that I have sung since I was a, a little girl in India, though none go with me still i will follow and um, i have decided to follow jesus you know that song and there's that line that has always been such a sobering line for me to sing and i would always be like do i really mean this when i sing this you know as a little girl i'd be like ah, even if no one should go with me still he is worthy jesus is worthy to be followed he is worthy no matter how popular or unpopular no matter who may approve you or disapprove you no matter who writes you off uh, and judges you it doesn't matter you follow Christ I will follow Christ by his grace and by the power of his spirit so that is our position as believers because he is weighing our hearts he's testing our hearts according to 2nd Corinthians 5 9 Luke 21 36 Proverbs 21 2. Um, and I'll put that in the comments after the live stream has ended. 2 Corinthians 5 9, Luke 21 36, Proverbs 21 2. God is qualifying and disqualifying people in this hour. Not because he's a hateful, vengeful God and he just wants to eliminate people. No, he's he is a God of grace. He's a God of kind of uh, you know sheer mercy. He his kindness cannot be comprehended in our human um, form of kindness, right? Our human limited ways and, and uh, definitions of kindness. His kindness is so far surpassing what we could ever, ever even comprehend. And so at the same time, yes, he's kind, he's loving, he is merciful, and he's a generous, benevolent God, but he's also a God of righteousness. He's a God of uh, righteous indignation. He's a God of justice. And so we need to be aware of the whole, you know, picture of who God is. And he reveals more of himself to us. We haven't, you know, we, we haven't even scratched the surface of who he is. But from what we know in the word, we can't dismiss certain aspects of who God is from what we have seen in the word um, to fit our limited um, popular views. You know what I mean? So anyway, so that's that. So God is testing. He's weighing our hearts. He's qualifying. And then uh, the second position is uh, as believers, we don't have to walk in fear. 
We don't have to walk in doubt and unbelief and uncertainty, even if the events all around us seem uncertain and shaky. We don't have to be shaky. We don't have to be, you know, just moved around and tossed to and fro and looking at this YouTube link and that YouTube show and this, you know, conspiracy theory and all this kind of stuff. And, you know, some of it might be true. Some of it may not be, you know, I don't know. But what we can do is anchor our lives on the unshakable foundation of God's word. And so that's where we anchor our lives. And that is our position as believers. We look to him and um, we, we live from a place of peace, from a place of victory, because Jesus said it is finished. And then thirdly, what is our position as believers? Our prayer should be what Jesus asked the disciples to pray. Um, Matthew 6, 9 through 13, and then also the apostolic prayer of Paul. Ephesians 1, 17 through 19. And then also what Jesus taught his disciples and encouraged his disciples with. He was like, hey guys, you know, don't be afraid. The Holy Spirit is going to disclose to you what is going to come. And he said that three times. He said the Holy Spirit is going to reveal what's going to come. So when we have the Holy Spirit in us as believers, he will show us the strategies. He will show us what we need to say in this hour. And he will show us what our position needs to be in this hour as believers. So just wanted to share that with you guys really quick. Um, my hair is flat today and I have gum in my mouth. It's not perfect. But anyway, I just want to come on really quick and encourage you guys and um, let you know that God is on the throne. He is not shaken or nervous in any way, shape or form about the future. He is fully uh, in control and heaven is in, in a constant rejoicing mode I mean of course there uh, you know Jesus grieves over the sins and the suffering he's touched with our infirmities like it says in Isaiah 53 and he's a man of sorrows right and so like the word says so he walks with us in in times of sorrow and in and, and the dark you know places where we feel darkness and where we're confused he's with us okay but um the bible says in romans that the kingdom of heaven is righteousness peace and joy so what that says to me is that the culture of heaven when i say thy kingdom come thy will be done here on earth as it is in heaven i am saying lord there's righteousness in heaven i want to see that in my life i want to see that in our world in our community lord you said in your word that in heaven there's peace, that in heaven there is joy, then I want to see that in my life. And any area where I'm not seeing that, align my mindset, align my heart, align my value system to your mindset and to your values, Lord. And so I just really believe that is our position as believers. So you guys pray about what I've shared, take it before the Lord and see what he would you know, teach you and reveal to you because we read in first john that the holy spirit is our teacher and he is the one who teaches us all things as it says in john 16 and john 14. so anyway a lot of stuff to ponder on and meditate and i just wanted to share that really quick um i had to be obedient to the lord and oh i i wanted to be obedient to the lord and wanted to come on and just share this quick word with you guys so i'm just going to pray 
Father, I just thank you for this hour that we're living in. I thank you, Lord, that you have already foreseen and foreknown this day. You've ordained it. As Psalm 139.16 says that the Lord has ordained all the days of my life. Lord, you have seen all the days of our lives. Everyone that is listening to me and even those that are joining me by replay, you have seen every day of our lives, God. And nothing is a, a shock to you. You're not surprised. You're not pacing, you know, the floors of heaven. Um, but you are fully in control and you are at peace and you are peace, Lord. You yourself are peace. And so I just thank you, God, that anyone that even does not know you as their Lord and Savior, I pray, Holy Spirit, that you would touch their hearts. Even today, Friday, January um, 14th, um, I pray that you would touch their hearts, God, with the supernatural liquid uh, love of Jesus. Let it just melt their hearts. May you Lord, overflow their hearts with your tangible love. Lord, let your presence fill that room that they're in. Maybe they're in that cubicle working, or maybe they're uh, driving down the highway. Maybe they're, you know, parked outside their home uh, or in their home. Wherever they may be, I pray that you would touch their hearts and, and cause them to know you as their personal Lord and Savior and to know that you are the true God. And as you said, Jesus, you are the way, the truth, the life. And no man can come to God, the Father, except through you, Jesus. So I pray that you would make that a reality to them. Reveal who you are to them in a powerful way. Speak their language, Lord. And for those that have already accepted you into their hearts, the believers, God, that might be on the fence or that might be uh, wondering what they need to do in this hour, how they need to move forward in their walk with you, or maybe they're crippled in their heart with fear and anxiety. Lord, I pray, Holy Spirit, even now, that the words that I've spoken in the scripture verses, Lord, that I've declared and proclaimed, I pray that you would let those uh, scripture verses be like seeds that would fall into good ground and let it bring forth much fruit in their lives. I pray that you would be with them, God, even as they go to sleep at night, Lord, where their hearts are filled with fear and anxiety. I pray that you would give them a supernatural uh, sense of your peace and, and, um, and to go to your word for the answers. And as they open up your word, I pray that you would speak to them in a powerful way to let them know that they can hope in you and that they can trust in you. Lord, man will disappoint us, God. The most kindest, most amazing, wonderful person on this planet Earth, you know, if there ever is a person, they can even disappoint us, but you will never let us down. You will never disappoint us, God. And you are a God who, uh, like it says in 1 John uh, 4.18, perfect love casts out all fear. So I thank you that you are perfect love, Lord. And as we put our hope in you, we do not have to be led or influenced by fear. So I thank you, Jesus. That is our position, that we can walk in peace. We can walk in faith and we can walk in righteousness. And I just decree and declare, God, that the people that are listening to me to today will be blessed. They are highly blessed. They are so deeply loved by you, Jesus. And you are their favor that surrounds them like a shield. 
you will protect them from all viruses and sickness and danger and accidents in Jesus' name, and that you would reveal to them strategies from heaven for this hour. We thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Uh, well, it's so good to be with you guys today, and hopefully I'll be on more frequently. Um, it has been a minute since I've been on, but this word was just burning in my heart. I just had to, whew, I just had to release it. So it was, you know, I'm sure um, there was a lot that I shared with, uh, that I shared with you guys. But um, if you can go back and, you know, just meditate on those scripture passages that I shared and write them down and ask the Holy Spirit to give you more revelation uh, you know don't just take what I've said or anyone has said for that matter you know go deep like just you know think for yourself <laughs> and ask the Lord to um, reveal his heart in a personal way I love personal connection I don't want just somebody else telling me about somebody else now nah, I want to know that person for myself right and so the same way I want you guys to know Jesus for yourself I mean we can all as believers be salt and light of course and that is something that we're gonna do we're gonna go into the world go into the nations and preach the gospel yes but at the same time I want to challenge and provoke you in a good way to know Jesus for yourself and to and, and just ask him questions Lord what is going on in our world and what should my position be as a follower of Christ and what do you have to say to me today from your word Lord what do you want to speak to me and that is where you build your life on okay all right I could be talking on and on and on but anyway I'll talk to you guys soon love you and I'm praying for you I'll uh, see you soon